and welcome to Not an Island Podcast, the series where we talk about family, faith, and autism, and where those three things meet. We are your hosts. I'm Todd. I'm Amanda. We are the Johnsons, and today's episode, we're going to be talking about what is the absolute nearest and dearest thing to our heart and how that ties into our family raising a child on the spectrum, and that is the topic of worship. Yes. Uh yeah. That's definitely, I've been like looking forward to this so much because this has been just such a, an incredible journey to be on yeah. with raising up your kids in this stuff. So like, uh, if there's a silver thread in our life, it is worship. Like worship has been the thing that sustains us. It's been the thing that gets us through hard times. And it's really been the thing that has uh, helped us see the, the I guess, the high t- points, like the mountains and the like be yeah. on the top and also be in the in in the valleys and and worship has been the same throughout. So um in today's in today's episode we're going to be talking about that. So we're just going to dive right in. Yeah. Yeah. So all right, first of all, why do we place worship on such a high regard in our life? Well, I think first and foremost our love for Jesus and like you said, the highs and the lows, giving Him the glory, um, remaining with a heart of gratitude and thanks and praise, mm-hmm. all those things intertwine. Um, but also just laying our lives down daily, yeah. you know, before the Lord is is our sacrifice and our act of worship. Absolutely. But worship for us, um, I, I think it comes out in so many different ways for so many different people. But I feel like almost always it leads leads us to praise. It leads us to open up our mouth um, and either declare, you know, His goodness, whether we're just saying it or singing it or, you know, playing it on an instrument or whatever expression or way, painting, you know, whatever way that it comes out. Um, yeah. I feel like everybody has a different expression. Of I do too. And I think, I think if we are such a diverse people, like if, if humanity is so diverse— you know, he made us. The Lord made us in in individual uh, ways. Like he he made us all unique. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. Unique, and he made us unique in a way that we express ourselves and our love to him yeah. uniquely. And so, um, I think it's just such a pleasure and a delight to his heart to yeah. receive each of our unique expressions of worship to him. For like, sure, yeah. And so, worship has been something that has been with us since yeah. day one day of one. Uh, us really getting our lives right and, and and giving our lives to Him. So worship has been around since before our children. And that's, uh, that's kind of what drives us to this next point is when Ezra came into the story, yeah. what did that look like for us? Let's talk about like day one when Ezra was screaming all through the <laughs> night, what did worship look like? Um. I know for me, you know, I played a lot of worship songs over him. I sang a lot of worship songs um, over him. And I just, I needed to have my heart and my mind in an atmosphere of praise and worship to make it through what we were facing. And you're talking about him screaming all night. I mean, he really, his babyhood was extremely difficult. Mm-hmm. You had a traumatic and, few years there. Yeah. And and for us, it was just like shell shock. You know, I think for any person bringing a new child into the world, it changes everything about mm-hmm. your life. No doubt. 
Um, but for us, it was even on another level, I think. And um, worship really grounded me, and it and it um, it also showed me just being in that place of worship before the Lord. It showed me a lot about who Ezra was and who mm-hmm. he was going to be. Yeah. And uh, yeah, for sure, yep. I think. I think it's so important to do that. It's so important to uh, be in a heart of worship and, and have a heart of gratitude because it, it does. It places you in the the uh, place in your heart to where you can receive really just what the Lord has over someone's life. Be able to see that, almost like see into your imagination of of what someone, what your child's life is going to look like, and how you play a role in that. A very important role. And so through the first few years, Ezra was, uh, he was inundated in, in worship. That's something we, we did as a family at home. We would do it, uh, at church. We, every day when I was at work, Amanda would be playing, uh, worship from, uh, a house of prayer, uh, kind of close to us. It's called upper room. We'd be, we'd have upper room on the TV. And when I was home on weekends, it was upper room on the TV a lot, um, and so our son learned a lot about who he is, I think, through worship. He's, a, he's an extremely confident child. Yeah. And uh, I, don't, I don't know that, it, that he would understand as much as he does, even about himself, right. if it weren't for it, that. I think it's hard because with him um, not having verbal language for such a long time, we weren't sure how much, you know, he was ca- what he was catching or what he was catching mm-hmm. on to, but— my goal and my aim raising Ezra was to cultivate an atmosphere of worship that, you know, that there was, his presence was evident in in our home and in Ezra's life that when, if he was in a place where he, you know, he could tell the difference, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like he, and he did, he clearly could when, you know, when he was in the presence of something more evil or something off, you know, he can, he could sense that because he was, he was being raised in the peace and in the presence of God. And so, and he still knows his presence very well and he's dependent on the presence of God. I I wholeheartedly believe just as we are. You might be skeptical. You might be asking how on earth could a child at that age know the presence of God and know that, that it changes things. Mm. Well, I have a story for you. Ezra was (laughs) seven or I'm sorry, Ezra is seven. But uh, when he was five years old, still, he was in his first year of, of school. And there was this little girl, we might have told this story in another episode, but there was this little girl, uh, and she was having a hard time. She was having a meltdown. She also had autism, and she was nonverbal. Well, Ezra, uh, being the child he was, you know, just he, he had a heart for all his classmates. He he would name them coming home. He, that oh, was yeah. one of the things he would do. He name. still does. Yeah. <laughs> we and, know them um, all, all of their names. The teacher and the aides, uh, they, they kind of had a hard time dealing with this girl. And uh, one day, she was in the middle of a pretty hard meltdown. And Ezra walks up to her and he wraps his arms around her. And he didn't sing Wheels on the Bus. He didn't <laughs> right. sing Nursery Rhymes. He sang Jesus Loves Me. Yeah. And when our five-year-old boy saying Jesus loves me to her and was hugging her, her meltdown immediately stopped. Mm. And they instantly became best friends after that. And yeah. so often throughout that year, he would do that. He'd sing that, which yeah. 
For Ezra, Todd's taught, you know, listing off the nursery rhymes, the majority of Ezra's language came through song. Mm -hmm. Um, That's how he learned language. And so he loves, to this day, nursery rhymes. Mm -hmm. Um, But Jesus Loves Me was different for him. And we would sing it over him when he was having a meltdown. Mm -hmm. And we'd watch the panic and the, the, the whole thing that was, you know, taking over him dissipate. Absolutely. In a moment. And he he would ask for Jesus loves me yep. when he felt overwhelmed. That's one of our like calm down strategies is yep. is to play Jesus loves me. And I, I really believe that song is almost like a song of deliverance. It's just like, you know, putting your eyes on the one who loves you and created mm-hmm. you. Um and I think for Ezra, that's like a safe space for him. And he knew if this other child is having a meltdown just like I have meltdowns, if I sing this song over her. If I, you know, invite her into this thing that helps me calm down, it'll calm her down. And his little mind, he knew what to do. And he just sang it over her and that meltdown stopped. So it was was incredible. So yes, a small child can know the presence of God and a small child can recognize and utilize the presence of God in situations that may not be so inviting or or may, may not even be so uh, blatantly the place to do that, you right. know? So absolutely. Uh, and so we're going on to the next point. Uh, so how, we kind of covered a little bit of that, but how do we do it? What does worship look like as a family in private? We'll start. So for, since Ezra was a bitty baby, I would push the couch back. Um, and I, I had what I called carpet time. And I would play, you know, prayer room or just worship music or even just sing over him. And he would dance and sometimes he'd just lay there and he just enjoyed worshiping with me. Um, I mean, he was crawling around on his knees from the time he was just crawling around. That's just, I have video after video of of us just spending those times together. And we bought him a little ukulele and he started like strumming on his ukulele and, um, and he also would just use anything resembling a flag and just wave it. And that's that's just been like our special time. And to this day, if he's home and I I do the same thing, he he usually just lays on the floor and he just closes his eyes. And I, I've never told him to wave a flag. I never told him to lay on the, lay on the floor. floor. I never told him to do any of those he things. Just he just, he responds to the presence of his maker and it is really a, really in a, beautiful in a very natural way he's super sensitive mm-hmm. um to the lord and that's just an answered prayer yeah for sure in yeah. private like we we hold a high regard to that like we hold for a sure. high regard to worship and and um inviting our children in because they need to see the example yeah you know? I, and he also grew up like us le- we're us, Todd and I being worship leaders, he grew up in worship practice and, (laughs) you know, he was constantly around, you know, musicians and, and singing and all of that from a very young age as well. And that's been a big part of his life. So brings me to my next point at church. What does it look like (laughs) at church? We'll just talk. It's been different in different seasons. We'll talk about the past year. Yeah. So beginning of, we'll say the beginning of 2023, it was rough. Yeah. 
It was rough. Well, I, I would just say it's been very difficult for him to be um, in a service. Now, if he's sent back in children's church oh, or yeah, with the kids, it, it, that's a different story. But it can be extremely overstimulating with, you know, louder music and mm-hmm. um, and all of those things. And then there's also, for Ezra, wide open spaces. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and instruments. And instruments. He has yoga. He's so gravitated. He wants to jump on the drum set. He wants to jump on the guitar. And it's, it's, that's been for years. I think he's just like, he just wants to run for the stage and he's supposed to run around and it's really hard to like keep him seated. But here recently we've been um, visiting some churches that have the children in worship. And it's been really neat for us to witness him do an amazing job. There's sometimes he just needs to go in the lobby and he's overwhelmed and he, you know, he can't sit. Take him in the lobby and, sit with him, you know. But his newfound love and passion for like drawing and art, um, the past couple of times we've been in worship, he's drawing, you know, mm-hmm. the entire the entire worship service and through the service and yeah. um and of course waving his flag and yeah. You know, for sure. Yeah. Uh that's that's kind of how it's been at church recently. That's what it's turned into is him being able to express himself freely. Uh and you know it's been baby steps for us to Okay, mm-hmm. we can let go of his hand right now, so you know he maybe he won't run away. Hopefully he won't bolt. Yeah, yeah. hopefully he won't bolt. And uh, but it's been good. He's been transitioning yeah. to being more independent in public places, yes. especially at church. And it's it's so massive in our lives. Yeah, it's incredible to witness for sure. Yeah, uh, and the last thing in our lives in the day to day instance of worship. Um, what that looks like and how that happens in our lives. I think you hit it on the head earlier when you talked about our lives being sacrificial. Yeah. That it being a a thing of sacrifice, being a form of worship. And, For sure. Uh, what we mean by that is that we, we lay down our wants and our needs all the time uh, yeah. for our children, especially for for our child when he's having a hard time maybe having a meltdown, maybe not understanding, we'll lay down our own wants and needs um, to take care of him. And that is worship. Yeah. That is. It it sounds crazy, but it is. You're serving the Lord by serving your children. Yes. Uh, And that'll, man, that'll teach you so much about the nature of God when you are loving your child. It's like, you know. It's not, it's much easier said than done, but it's like, how could we not extend the love that's been extended to us, mm-hmm. you know, and the patience and the mercy and and all of those things. And, you know, if, if you're cultivating an atmosphere of worship and praise and gratitude in your personal life and in your home, it's much easier to love your children well. Absolutely. Um, because you have the perfect example in, in the one who created you, you mm-hmm. know, so. Yeah. Uh, and then our next point, we're going to talk about the practical. We, we've discussed a little bit of yeah. practicals, uh, but what do we do, Amanda, if he's overstimulated? So church? one of the biggest aids for a lot of different activities and where there's overstimulation are noise-canceling headphones. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, that is a huge help to Ezra. Or um, even just earmuffs. It just earmuffs. And it doesn't even have to be a loud situation. It just it may not be loud to us, but if there's a whole lot of people talking in a room, that's extremely overwhelming, yeah. you know, to him. Yeah. Uh, that's that's one of the best practicals. Um having, you know, a, an iPad or tablet or something to kind of divert and distract. Um redirection. Redirect. Even. Uh we'll even sometimes use uh, if if people are waving flags in church, we'll use 
flags as yeah. redirection. We've found that that tends to work, actually. He really enjoys him, doing that. It gets him engrossed in that, like, oh, you know, waving flags. And uh, I know not all churches do that, but that's something that he really loves. Right. Uh, you got to kind of stay with him because he spins like, like a tornado and tends to run into people when he's doing it. But it's, it's still something he loves, and it's a way to redirect. Uh, yeah. Once again, going back to the sacrificial thing, we're sacrificing our time in the in the midst of a worship service with our child. We're, mm-hmm. we're sacrificing our time to to be with him and oversee him. But that even still is a form of worship. It is, and, and you know, I found <laughs> in, even in some of the most stressful moments, I'm like, I just don't know if this is working. Like having our yeah. children in worship, but then the Lord speaks to me about them. Um, during that time and just shows me, you know, even greater who he's created them to be and and shows me, you know, just a snapshot of their life and what their worship will be like as adults. Mm-hmm. And it, it just ministers to me to see them worship for sure. Yeah, so. no doubt. And that's, I think if there's one thing our children will know when they're adults, it's who they are in Christ. And, for sure. And really how to engage into um, being with him in his presence comfortably. You know, uh, and I, I know we're talking about a little bit more of glossed over as far as like how things have been lately, but church was a really, really, really hard place for no a doubt. long time. Oh, I, man. And I know that's kind of the topic we're on is, you know, it being in corporate settings. Um, Ezra had a lot of separation anxiety and different things, and it made it hard for us to be able to engage in worship because he was, you know, really struggling. And so, um, to any of you who may be going through that right now, and you're listening to us talk, and it just sounds like so great, and you're like, "That's this could never be my child," you know, this too shall pass, and there may come a time where your child's really going to surprise you. I think it's it's vital that you continue to go and you continue to expose them mm-hmm. um, to those situations because breakthrough comes like things do yeah. change eventually and yeah. and it may not be on when when you expect it but you know and you're gonna have good days and bad days regardless but mm-hmm. i just thought i'd throw that in there yeah and <laughs> and also on that note we're gonna stop here and say if you have questions maybe you have tips uh maybe you have something that you want to share in the comments if you're watching on youtube right now leave a comment leave a, a tip for other parents to go to and say oh Okay, that that actually yeah, might I could help. try that. Yeah. Or if you have questions and you want us to maybe uh, share some more personally with you one on one, shoot us an email. Yeah, um, not an island podcast at gmail We'd love to talk to you and uh, be able to help you in any way that we can. And if For not, sure. lock arms with you and and be in the trenches with you along the way. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, we're going to continue on. Um, yeah. What else? Kids worship channels on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Listener kids. Shout out, listener kids. Shout out, listener kids. Yeah. Totally unsponsored, of course. (laughs) But man, that uh, we really, really enjoy what they've done. And to hear your children echo back um, just these praise songs that are so catchy and so easy for them to, Mm -hmm. you know, hear and listen to and just, you know, respond to. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, those are the ways that we've found practically to like uh, navigate this, uh, raising a child on the spectrum as believers of Jesus, as Christians. And so uh, we have one more big thing to share with you, and that's it's it's important, and that's kind of Amanda's story about kind of what really changed her view on yeah. things. 
all the way around. So Yeah. Um, so when Ezra was a baby, I attended a women's conference. And initially when we were going into it, there was, you know, like the pra- they were practicing, the worship um, team was practicing, and there was this little girl, and she was making a lot of noises and, and moving her body in odd ways and and things like that. And at the place that I was in, in my heart, my mind, I just fear kind of gripped me when I saw it. And I thought like, man, you know, I hope she's okay. Or, you know, is something, is something evil going on almost? Like there was just all these different questions. Well, like, Well, for context, at the time, you were not um, accustomed to autism. No, I was not a special needs. I didn't know I was going to be a special needs parent at that point in time. And, and I just didn't understand. And, and so I think a lot of people can relate to this if you don't have a child with special needs and and you've witnessed something like that. And so um, as the time went on, like I think it was the second day or something, we were actually in worship and this little girl is is doing, you know, the same thing again. And the Lord just rebuked me and in the most gentle way and was like, Amanda, I want, he just focused in on this little girl and he said, the incense, like, the praise, the worship that's rising from this little girl is the most pure in the room. And it stopped me in my tracks because I realized, you know, this little girl has special needs and she loved worship. And I actually found that out. Um, afterwards, I was talking to some of the leadership and the the lady who was hosting and putting this entire thing on, her heart was to adopt special needs children. Mm-hmm. And she had adopted like five or six kids. And this one little girl, she always had her in the worship practice. She always had her in worship because she just loved the presence of God. And um, she knew that that's what that girl needed. Yes. And, and, And it really ministered to me so deeply. You know, the Lord beckons us to come as little children and the purity and the innocence of this girl. And and I think it just has been reflected in my own life in mothering a child with special needs. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I never forgot that. And so to see Ezra engage the Lord in worship is one of the most prized possessions of my life. Oh, yeah. He is so pure and he's so innocent and he's so um, believing. And yeah, it's just... Genuine. Yes, totally genuine. Yeah. But there's been times where things have happened and people have been afraid of things Ezra's done. Misunderstood. Or misunderstood Mm -hmm. him or thought, oh, there's something possibly evil or something wrong going on um, with Ezra. And, you know, people have made these different comments to me. And in those moments, that stings and that hurts. And you're just like, oh, if you only knew. But then you remember that you were once that person who the Lord so gently rebuked and showed you how pure and beautiful the worship was coming from this little girl. And so it's it's just a f- like a full circle kind of moment for yeah. sure. Yeah. But- so ending that with two very important points. One, don't be discouraged. Take your child, expose your child, expose your yeah. children to the presence of God, whether you have to do it at home, whether you can do it in a, in a body uh, at, at a church or, uh, Whatever you have to do, it's important. It's so vital. Yeah. Number two, just what she said, if people are misunderstanding you, misunderstanding your children, maybe they might not understand really uh, why 
maybe your child's so hyper or maybe you're screeching or throwing himself on the floor. Just just give them the same grace that uh, she even described that the Lord gave her and and the Lord has given you, you know, the Lord has entrusted you to care for that child and those children. And um, it's okay if people misunderstand that actually is part of your child's mission on this earth is to help people understand. Yeah the Spirit of God over their lives. And so with that, uh, today we talked about worship. Yeah, We kind of dove deep in some areas and stayed shallow in others, but we did. (laughs) We talked about worship. We really hope that today uh, you all can go go away from this with some really strong takeaways, some encouragement, some hope. That's our heart for this whole thing. So if you got anything out of this, Please, please, please share. If you're on YouTube, subscribe to our channel. If you're hearing this on podcasts, if you're on Instagram or TikTok, wherever you're seeing this, follow, subscribe, share, rate, and review. Please (laughs) review our stuff on podcasts. Uh, It's so important. It helps us get into the algorithm. It helps. uh, It helps people hear really the good news. I'm clueless to all that, but Todd's the one. He knows. (laughs) So uh, please help us out with that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we really hope it's impacted you today in a very positive way. Once again, reach out to us if you have questions, notanislandpodcast at gmail.com. Well, all right. Uh, I guess that wraps it up. You want to pray? Yeah. Yeah. So Jesus, we just thank you for every listener today and every person who's raising a child, whether they have special needs or not. Lord, we just thank you that they would create an atmosphere of worship in their home, that their children would know the presence of God, and that the peace of God would dwell within their home and would bring peace to their children in the hardest storms and meltdowns and and things that seem impossible from the outside. God, we just give you all the glory and the honor for this podcast, (laughs) for this time of just getting to share about worship with Ezra. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm Todd. I'm Amanda. And we are the Johnsons. This is Not an Island Podcast. And until next time. Bye. Bye.